Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. We're so thankful for each and every one of you who have been joining in as we put out this kind of new format. We've been doing dives and having conversations into particular scriptures. Right. Um, today, we're going to look back at another concept. We are, and we're going we're gonna to begin at a particular scripture and branch out. Okay. So the idea for this week is what is the work of the Lord? Yes. Or maybe what is what do people mean versus what does the Bible mean? There you go. The you know, we've always said to people, well, you need to be involved in the Lord's work. You need to be oh. doing the Lord's work. That means missionary and preaching. Yeah, well, we're going to see. We'll see. That certainly is part of it. Okay. So where do we want to start? We want to start in 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Okay. There Paul's talking about our mortality and the resurrection and that we all face death and resurrection. And mm. then what does he say in 1558? In 1558 of 1 Corinthians, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. All right, so when we work for the Lord, our labor is not in vain. Okay. Um, when we really explore the Bible about what is the work of the Lord, I think we we get our eyes opened a little bit. Mm. Um, there are different aspects of the work of the Lord. Okay. And certainly uh, one aspect is what we think of as the work of an evangelist or the work yeah. of preachers and teachers and so forth. But um, let's look at a little broader concept. Let's go to John 3. Gospel of? Gospel of. Okay. John 3. And let's go to verse 20 and 21. All right. It says, For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his deeds have been carried out in God. Now, his deeds, the mm. word for deeds is erga, which most translations would translate works. Mm. And the, the, the word for work as a noun is the word here. Yeah. So the deeds that are done in God, those okay. are God's deeds. And John says that when we come into the light of Christ, we mm. begin to do what we do in God or for God or okay. because we want to please God. So this isn't just talking about making right and wrong choices. It's about just in general, all of our actions. Yeah, but it is certainly talking about making right and wrong choices. Okay. Because when we make right choices and we do right things, we're mm. doing deeds in God. We're doing our deeds or our works okay. in God. Now, let's, let's look a little bit further. Look at uh, Ephesians chapter... 2, okay. verse 10. This is talking about by virtue of our becoming Christians, mm -hmm. we are his workmanship. Read it. Yeah. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. All right. So walking in good works, mm -hmm. good works are the work of the Lord, the things the Lord wants us to do. Okay. 
and these can include lots of different things. I was going to um, say, it seems like when we start talking about this broader light versus darkness and just we're created for good works, mm -hmm. this is speaking to a broader category of people than just an evangelist. Oh, absolutely. We're talking about, and so was 1 Corinthians 15, speaking to all the Corinthian Christians mm. that they need to do God's work to works in God, deeds that God is pleased with, you okay. know. So I feel like maybe where we're headed is when we use this term, the work of the Lord, it's more than just like preaching and teaching. Absolutely. That's just one aspect of the work of the Lord. Okay. Okay. Um, also, another thing I want to get at here briefly is, uh, in, in a few moments, is that we tend to think of the work of the Lord as that which is part of a church program. Hmm. I don't see that anywhere okay. in Scripture. Meaning like? Organized church program. Yeah. So if the church is doing a benevolence activity or an outreach activity, then that would be the work of the Lord. This is talking about the mindset versus... If you as an individual go out and you do similar things, that's not necessarily the work of the Lord. It's Which not I think is a huge misconception. Mm. So it and can be both. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but, the things that we do for God that are biblically based as part of a church program, that's definitely God's work. But not, but not one whit more than okay, the things yeah. that we do for God when we're not with the church yeah. or involved in a church program. Okay. So we'll probably discuss that some more as we keep going here. Yes. In fact, we're going to talk about this too. It's hard, I'm hard-pressed to find a church program. I can think of one in the New Testament. Yes. But let's look at another scripture here. Let's go to Acts chapter 9, okay. verse 36. And this talks about a woman who was involved in hmm. the work of the Lord. It says, there was in Joppa a disciple named Tabitha, which is translated means, which translated means Dorcas. She was full of good works and acts of charity. And in those days, she became ill and died. And when they had washed her, they laid her in the upper room. Now, now was she doing this as part of a program or was she just doing works to please God among those widow women and those yeah, whoever? It just yeah. says she was a disciple. So. Yeah. So she was doing the work of the Lord. Mm-hmm. On her own. Mm -hmm. now, is that legal? I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. So, so see, she was, she was doing the work of the Lord. Now, there are, for example, an evangelist is supposed to, he has a particular work that is the Lord's work. In First Timothy or 2 Timothy 4, 5, it's called the work of an evangelist. Hmm. But he also is supposed to work for the Lord in a general sense like anybody else. Yeah. For example, look at Titus chapter 2 okay. uh, and verse 7, and then I want you to go to verse 14. Titus 2 verse 7. 2 verse 7. We've got, show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works, and in your teaching show integrity. All right, so in your whole life, mm -hmm. you need to be a model yeah. Of good works. That means what you do, how you talk, how you behave mm -hmm. in your everyday life, and also As a, in your advantage. teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Go to verse 14. Okay. 14 says, 
who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. All right, God defines good, right? Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> and and if we're zealous for good works, we're zealous to do things that please God. Mm. So the work of the Lord, as I understand it, is doing things that please God. Yeah. And things that please God, the only way we know that is if God tells us to do certain things, he commands us to do things, mm-hmm. uh, like be kind to one another. Yeah. Forgive one another. I was going to say, uh, going into chapter 3 there, talking about submissiveness, obedience, uh, not speaking evil, avoiding quarreling, gentleness, showing courtesy. Those things are definitely good deeds. Yeah. And we do those things on purpose. And those things are the work of the Lord to Mm. do those things. So it's almost that we're describing, again, getting back to the Christian lifestyle rather than one particular aspect, path, direction, box to put things in, however we want to describe it? Yes. Okay. Let's go to Acts 26.20. Okay. And and if you're studying your Bible about this, if you look at the word erga, E-R-G-A, or works or deeds, that word is one. And then if you'll also look at the word kopos, which is the word for labor, if you'll if you'll look at those two words and kind of look up passages on those two words, you'll get a sense about what fits into those, like Jesus was talking about, deeds that are done hmm. in God or deeds that are done for God. Okay. Um, so Acts 26, verse 20. It says, But declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem, and throughout all the region of Judea, and also the Gentiles, that they should repent. And turn to God, performing deeds and keeping with their repentance. Now, okay, here's what the Lord's work is. It is deeds Mm -hmm. in keeping with repentance. Hmm. So think about this. If I've been selfish in my life, and I'm convicted by the word of God to repent of that, and, and then I'm going to do deeds or works, the word is, In keeping with repentance, then I'm going to, on purpose, do unselfish things for other people. And in doing that, I am doing the work of the Lord, which the Lord has told me to do. Yeah. If I am um, doing something uh, that particularly I'm doing to have a good influence on somebody so that I can maybe share Christ with them, then I'm doing a good deed. If I help the poor, I'm doing what Jesus told me to do. I'm doing Mm. the work of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. It almost reminds me of when we first encountered John the Baptist and the people would come to him and they said, you know, what should we do? His acts were of a repentance related to their lifestyle. Bring forth fruits worthy of repentance. The tax collectors don't take any more than you were supposed to. Yeah, be honest with the people you serve. Yeah. On purpose. Soldiers, don't extort from people. Don't be violent. You yeah. know, be content with your wages. So it's not just grab something out of thin air. It's usually not that you have to like think about, oh, what did I repent of and how can I match it up? But usually part of repentance is turning away. So now your actions should be turning to focused yeah, towards Christ. So if it's basically you're turning away from things God doesn't want you to do. Okay. And how do you know he doesn't want you to do them? Because he says so. 
in his word. Yeah. You're turning to things that God does want you to do. How do you know he wants you to do it? Because he says so. Hmm. Okay. So when you are bringing up your children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, you're doing the Lord's work. Hmm. When you are honoring your parents by taking care of them in their old age, as God commands, you are doing the Lord's work. When you love your wife as Christ loved the church, you're doing the Lord's work. When you work heartily as for the Lord when you're at work, Ephesians chapter 5, mm-hmm. you're doing as for the Lord. You're doing the Lord's work yeah. while you're at work. Yeah. When you're at home in your neighborhood and you're chatting with your neighbor and you know they're going through a hard time and you clean up their yard or you help pick up their groceries or you watch their kids, you're doing the Lord's work. Yeah. As we therefore have opportunity, let us do good unto all men. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So So, you're doing the Lord's work. So this is a bigger thing, and it does become very personal in a lot of the yes um, service here. Let let me see. Let me see if we can explore how we sometimes hamper the Lord's work or limit the Lord's work. Okay. By limiting it to church programs. For example, I'm out here in the world doing my thing, you know, and I run into somebody who is homeless or disenfranchised or has no food or whatever. Do I call the benevolence program and see what the benevolence program might do? It's all right if I do, but can I not simply reach into my own wallet and pull out some money and give it to this person or take them to give them some food or something Mm. and do the Lord's work? Okay. Maybe I'll come back with a counter to that. Yeah. So... Let's say you're the person who has that opportunity. Do you first give them the money? Like you say, hey, absolutely, I'd love to help. But then let me connect you with my congregation. Probably so. And then not only are you doing your part, you're also connecting them to you know, yeah. whatever the church may offer. You're, you're saying, so, hey, come to So our- you're bringing out a point that, that is a very good point, that our ultimate goal, our ultimate work hmm. is the salvation of souls. Yeah, And so thinking beyond the moment of this person's need, thinking how might I connect this person with God's people and yeah. maybe have a chance to influence their soul, sure. that's got to be part of our thinking. And I think that would be maybe in contrast to, okay, I encounter someone who has that need and I go, oh, my church doesn't have a benevolence program, so I can't help you. Exactly. Okay. And and see, another so it could thing... Be, it should be a both and... Absolutely. ...working in connection instead of... Please don't misunderstand that this is, has anything to do with me being against doing the Lord's work in church programs. It <laughs> does not. But I do believe that we have a... Often we, we purvey a false idea of what faithfulness looks like. Mm. Because there are many people who do good deeds and do the Lord's work every day unseen by us. Oh, yeah. And they may not be involved in church program A or B, but they may be doing all these good things. They're still doing the work of the Lord. Absolutely. Or you have someone who's not doing anything because they feel like, well, I'm part of, I'm giving money to the church or I'm part of a church who they do it. They're doing the work of the Lord. I just need to live my life. Yeah. So, Life is the Lord's work if we think of it <laughs> okay. the right way. Yeah. All right. So um, obviously the primary work of the Lord, the thing that overshadows everything else is souls. Mm-hmm. But um, 
for example, look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11 and 12. Okay. And this talks about people who are living out there in the world and their influence on souls. Mm. They're being door openers for God and not door closers for God. Yeah. 1 Peter 2, 11 and 12. Yep. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of the visitation. So if we're out there being what we need to be and doing what we need to do as doing the work of the Lord in our own individual lives, we're going to open doors for people to come and say, what is it with you doing these things and living this way? And then in chapter 3 and verse 15 and 16. Okay, he says, But in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason of hope, reason for the hope that is in you. Yet, do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you're slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. All right, so basically, he's telling them, you're said defense, Apologia, the word means to give an answer, a reasonable yeah. answer. Yep. So when you're living out there and doing good things for the Lord naturally in every situation, mm. then people are going to say, what is it with you? And then you can say, well, I'm a Christian and I'm trying to live my life and do what the Lord wants me to do. And hopefully I'm yeah. I'm, I'm working at that and, and uh, you know, be glad for you to join me and yeah. come to church with me sometime. I'd love to something. tell you more about why I do yeah. this. Yeah. So basically, um, I think we have kind of maybe two extremes. We have one extreme where we, we have an artificial template of faithfulness. That is, you have to be involved in all the church programs. Mm-hmm. Scripture doesn't teach that. Okay. On the other hand, we have people who um, don't get that the connection with the church and the, the preaching of the gospel is is what helps people be saved eternally. So we should try in every way we can to connect people mm. with the church. But, you know, again, what makes something God's work with? God tells us to do it. So what does God tell us to do? Well, he tells us to assemble with the saints on the Lord's day. Yeah. So that's part of God's work to do that. You there know? we go. He says, encourage one another when you come together. That's part of God's work yeah. to do that. But then... You know, we tend to add a lot of extra things mm. that can be, but might not be, yeah. and that's not really God's template for faithfulness. So it's it's almost like if the church is kind of this bringing together of people and talents and abilities and all that, and the church sees, hey, here's something that we could do more effectively if we did it together. There's nothing wrong with that at all. It's great. Yeah. It's an inc- It should be an encouragement rather than another task to bind on as a requirement. Mm -hmm. So kind of going back to those differences, you can have someone who you as an individual are doing the Lord's work by doing good works towards others and serving in the Lord's name in all situations. Yep. But you can also have someone who connects with the church opportunities and serves through those just as long as they don't All of go, the above. Yeah. It shouldn't be a, well, I'll only work on my own because I hate working with a group, or, because, or I'm only going to work with the group because I don't want to do anything on Because my own. one of the commands of God is to encourage your fellow brothers and sisters. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it goes back to take every opportunity, but then kind of the, the 
word of uh, what's caution towards the churches is don't bind on your programs to your members. Yeah, the idea is let's have a biblical view of what the work of the Lord is and don't narrow the definition mm. so that it's very restrictive. Um, okay. We have we have people out there. You've got single mothers. You've got you've got um, uh, people that have all kinds of different jobs. You've got all kinds of people that have a different life, and they're all trying to live for the Lord. Yeah. And the 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 expression of their work for the Lord will vary from person to person. And and honestly, that should be a word of encouragement to a lot of people out Absolutely. there. Absolutely, that's what I want it to be. Yeah, because. Yeah. I mean, I know because we're having this conversation, you've definitely had this conversation, but with people who you know good and well have been like caring for a neighbor and helping with them, and then they'll be telling you that story, and at the same time they turn around and they go, but I'm so sorry I haven't had time to serve the church building lately. And you're going, but you have been serving. Exactly. Like you have been serving the kingdom and Christ. You, you have just summarized everything I wanted to say in this video. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So if you're out there, Serving in God's name, you are doing the work of the Lord. Yes, and, and you should want to, and you should try to encourage your brothers and sisters. And when you can be involved in, in common works with them in the church, do that. That's good and pleasing to the mm -hmm. Lord. But be, be assured in your mind that when you're, when you're seeking him and trying to please him every day of your life and the good things you're doing, you are working for the Lord. Yeah, and be be at peace in that. Yeah, I, so it's kind of like if you're the person who you make an effort to show up to, you know, the you, the kids in your congregation are having a play, they're having a ball game, and you show up and you cheer for them, and you're patting them on the back and you're sending them notes of encouragement. That's just as valuable as let's say you showed up and you worked in you know the clothing room or you showed up to volunteer for a VBS. It'd be great if you have time for both, but they're both going to be valuable in some manner to the kingdom. They're both going to be valuable in the eyes of the Lord. That's what I'm trying to get at. There we go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> We're working in his kingdom, which pleases him. That's exactly right. And I think, I think that gets blurred sometimes because mm -hmm. we have our traditional way of going about things. We have our, 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 you know, the things, the way we do things. And yet, yeah. What does the Bible say about the work of the Lord? Yeah. Now, I guess on the, just on the cautionary side of that, sometimes, again, going back to that very individualistic side, right? sometimes people can take that approach and they go, see, I don't need to be part of the church programs. And so then they see, don't They're going up, against scripture because yeah. God says, God says we have to be members of the church yeah. and we have to be part of the body and we need to encourage one another. That's what God says. Yeah. So I don't need the church Yeah. is not part of this discussion. So don't say, don't feel bad about not saying yes to everything. But if you're saying no to everything, maybe we're getting into that other territory. There, there. you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So like we say, hopefully that's encouraging because there's this opens it up so much more than just, well, you've got to be a preacher, you've got to be a missionary, you've right. got to be a Bible and, class teacher. And think know, about, you know, in the, in the Pauline epistles, he uses the body illustration continually. Mm. Oh, yeah. And the body has different parts. Yeah. And one of the things we've also been guilty of doing is telling everybody that everybody has to do the same thing and that my pinky does not do the same thing as my eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> they do different things. And God is good with that as long as we're cooperating toward mm. the common goal as part of the body of Christ. Yeah.
Yeah. Okay. All right. I think that uh, sums it up. Ask your questions. Say, yeah. I don't understand this or that, but I thought that this was a more fundamental idea discussion that mm. maybe needs some discussion. Well, I mean, like we said, we hear that sort of idea come up a lot about, oh, I haven't been working for the church or for the Lord or someone yeah. saying, I'm doing the Lord's work. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wasn't what you did yesterday the Lord's work? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. So as always, we hope that you'll share this with someone else, uh, use it in your studies. But if you have further questions or passages you'd like us to discuss in an upcoming video, comment, send us an email, all those different things. We'd love to hear from you. So as always, thanks, Stan, for your time. And you, Jed. And thank you all for joining in. We'll see you next time.